Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Who Watches the Watchers. My name is Ian. And this is Kenny. And we are your hosts of this comic book, book club, uh... Talk about it all. Yeah, we, we're, we're, there's going to be a few points where we ramble, but this is the first episode. Nope. Um, Kenny, you've never done a podcast before. Nope, this is going to be podcast number one for me. Yeah. So this is going to be exciting. It's something new to try, you know, but it's, you know, we we ramble on about comics so much off in our own time. It yeah. deserves to be you know put down in audio. So Documented in some sort of way. <laughs> exactly. But um, we've been reading comic books for... Uh, probably 15 years, like consecutively. I like that number. But obviously we've had a lot of experiences with comic books beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was around high school, like our, our later years of high school is when yeah. we actually started reading issue to issue comic books. And Definitely before that it was just kind of like, oh, did you know in, you know, issue whatever this happens? You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. But this was one of the first books that we started to really get into, and this was in 2012. So this was actually after we graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So this is – the book we're talking about this week is Thor, uh, God of Thunder, issues uh, 1 through 11, I want to believe. Sounds right. I went ahead and I read this digitally, so I went ahead and – I took screenshots of all of my favorite talking points that nice. I wanted to bring up. Absolutely. And so that's what just clicked under the table <laughs> right now. <laughs> I love it. Young Thor. You got to yep. love him. And so this book is two arcs. This mm-hmm. is the God Butcher arc and God Bomb. And God Bomb. Yes. Which is in total, how many issues? 11. Yeah, yeah. 1 through 11. Right. And so um, I want to do just kind of a brief synopsis of this. This is the entire arc. This is... This, these two arcs kind of compile together the entire experience that Thor has with Gore currently. Yeah, the God Butcher. I don't believe Gore has reappeared unless it was in flashbacks, like in Original Sin. Yeah, or exactly. like I believe, that. like, yeah, at Original yeah. Sin, you know, then oh, we and saw then small. Or when was it that Thor, unwor- the unworthy Thor? The unworthy Thor, Thor. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure we had several flashbacks, though, of him thinking of Thor during those yeah. issues, you know? Yeah. It's kind of funny that they're both named Gore and Thor. Yeah. Um, but I, I just want to say, real quick, at the end of this book, it implies that Thor kind of forgets that he met up. Okay, well, there's. There's so many talking points. Yeah, but no, go ahead. What were you going to... He, he kind of forgets that he met up with his previous and older self. Because yeah. this is a time travel story. Absolutely. This is a hidden time travel story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this book is written by Jason Aaron. The art is done by Isad Ribic. The greatest of the great. One of the, one of the greatest. Um, it's actually colored by two different colorists throughout the run. I believe the first issue is colored by someone... I wish I had taken <laughs> yeah, it. I can tell you right now. Uh, Color and Artist is done by Dean White. And and the second artist that goes on to do the rest of the 10 issues is Ive Svorsina. Svorsina. Ive Svorsina. And then, yeah, issue six is done by Butch Guys. Just amazing how many people to make one beautiful comic like this, yes. you know? So many and... brilliant brains. Good job, guys. <laughs> But um, this story starts out with young Thor before he's able to pick up Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point in his journey in life, he uses the axe Yarbjorn. Mm-hmm. Yarnbjorn? Yarnbjorn. Okay. Yeah. And we actually see the origin of this axe in Uncanny Avengers. Do yeah, which is this? crazy. Yeah, yeah. With, the, with the whole Apocalypse children and yeah. how we learned that he made it to, destroy, to fight Apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, way back win you know yep. so and i'm I actually think... would love to to source that and see what year that all kind of takes place in, just to be curious on how long oh, you've been wielding yard you born coming before. up to like 859 ad when we start here yeah exactly so that's true yeah because 893 yard bjorn is able to cut celestial metal exactly. and that's the whole reason he needed it was because apocalypse comes out of fucking nowhere and he's like i don't want to be beaten by this guy again i need a weapon that can kill him mm-hmm. basically so we get um, this awesome young thor in 893 wielding yarbjorn yes hang, just hanging out with a bunch of vikings and just yep. going wild until they find a native american indian yep. dead in the water in, yep. they find know. the god of a native american um yeah and so that's that's the first god that thor runs into that's 
dead. Yeah. And that's what sparks this whole thing. After that, uh, we kind of get back into present day, and Thor is answering a prayer of a, of a planet where the children have no water, or and the people have no water. And I will say of an interesting-looking,ly gore-looking kind of species, if you think about it. Oh, you lose that's the, true. You lose the yeah. tentacles, and it's actually a very similar kind of I thought design. about that, and I, I was thinking... Maybe in these first like few issues, Isad Rubik only knew how to draw like two different aliens. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't believe that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's just do a quick synopsis. So, yeah, so basically, Thor is it. it the story takes place in three different eras. We get the young Thor before Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. We get the Avenger Thor, and then we get King Thor, mm-hmm. basically at the end of time, and. Um, this is all of their three experiences with Gore, the God Butcher. And Gore is an asshole. Absolutely. <laughs> to say the least. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's a hidden time, sto- time travel story mm-hmm. because they all end up coming together in the end. Um, but we, we see, I don't know if I want to talk too much about each of the like bits of the story yeah just in case our readers haven't read yeah i would would you recommend the story i would absolutely recommend the story as far far as someone who came into comic books definitely later into my teenage years Mm -hmm. this was you're absolutely right to say that this was like one of those first stories that like really drew me into comics and you know like before this story you know i was you know like I'd be like, oh, you know, Wolverine, you know, is my favorite, yeah. you know, ex- you know, Marvel character, things like that. But yeah. I mean, like after, I mean, I've learned to really love Thor and appreciate Thor even b- much beyond the MCU and what he's how he's related there because of, I mean, especially these comics and yeah. they show just like what a fantastic hero he truly is. And so that's I, true. Yeah, I think this is such a great read in the sense of you get to see three different versions of thor and you get to see him in his immaturity with yari born all the uh-huh. way up into like and you have this super justified avengers you yeah. know uh, thor and then you get this awesome you know odin out thor the, yeah, the king thor odin yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just odin but his name is thor yeah <laughs> um, but i even appreciate the little details of this comic because if you i mean it's like i don't know how much thought was put into planning ahead of this but he's got his metal arm uh-huh which wouldn't even go on for Years, years until, until he re-encounters Malachi. Exactly, and when we see that happen, so I think this is just so brilliantly planned ahead. It's mm-hmm. such an amazing story, and it's one of those that exactly will make you go, "God, I need to read more." More, you know? yeah. So. No, yeah, definitely more Thor. <laughs> more um. Thor, and plus, <laughs> East Ed Ribic is such a fantastic artist, and his art just brings it home in a way. You yeah. Know? So the, I think the whole thing is uh, is a solid first read for someone trying to get into comic books. You know Definitely. what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's such a controlled arc about a character that's already very approachable. Yeah. Um, but even beyond that, it's just a great story. You know I mean? think when we were reading this book, we were also reading uh, Rick Remender's Captain America. I believe so too. And we'll that was the Planet of Zola mm-hmm. type stuff. Yeah. Or the Dimension, Dimension of Zola. Dimension Z. Is that yeah. what it's called? I yeah. think that's what it's Dimension called. Dimension Z, yeah. Um, and I remember we had not necessarily an argument, but we had kind of a yeah. like a butting of heads where you were like, ah, Thor is so much more nobler than, than Captain America. Than Captain Rogers. America, he's, he keeps getting up because... I can't remember the the talking point that you had, but I mean, even to think about it now, I could see where I'd probably argue that Thor does is a little more selfless. Yes, where a lot of Steve Rogers' actions are very self, you know, like I mean? not selfish, but like you know, what I mean, they'll be very self motivated. You know, yeah. he's protecting those he loves, and he's you know doing you know doing what he can to protect the things that he personally cares about where thor just does i mean this comic exactly first thing we see in present day thor is him flying to a planet he's never even been to uh-huh. to bring a bunch of people to water, bring a storm yeah. you know so i and just think that he's he just has the capacity to be a greater hero unfortunately to steve rogers who can't possibly fly around the universe <laughs> bringing water to everybody who needs it you know what i mean that's true so um, let's talk about gore a little bit yeah okay so gore is i don't want to give his origin away just yet but when we first encounter Gore, he's a a being of ultimate power with this dark shadow. Just a violent sociopath. <laughs> yeah, that just he can control this dark shadow. Mm-hmm. And he's going around killing gods and he's destroying all these gods and he obviously has a bigger plan mm-hmm. at ahead. But my my question is 
for you because we find out that Gore's like whole origin in quotes is well his origin as the god butcher is when he's in the cave with Thor, young mm-hmm. Thor, and the Vikings come to help him. Truly. Um and then he he doesn't go back to that cave ever again and he doesn't kill the gods of Mount Olympus. He doesn't kill any more earth gods than he's already killed. We see he kills like Chernabog and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, like for Russian gods. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. But like it's it I think it's interesting that he didn't continue to kill gods on earth do you think that was a way of because he keeps saying throughout the whole book that thor is the last god he wants Mm -hmm. to kill do you think that that was his way of not letting thor know that he was still up and operating oh yeah i mean that's that's probably a legitimate enough guess is that you know like maybe thor was truly like a rival to him in his eyes especially after that instance and that's someone that he couldn't necessarily take on first even beyond wanting to save him for last you know what i mean but um it's an interesting thought of like where did gore go from that moment you know what yeah. i mean like did he just yeah exactly did he just, just travel out and just go you know yeah. somewhere else and tell him like, i'm just gonna start over here you know? yeah. <laughs> like, that corner kind of sucked um so that is an interesting kind of thought and it's even more like how you know was it that even thought out or was he just fleeing from because he did get his entire arm cut off yeah in that instance yeah. you know what by I mean? yarn bjorn yeah um he, and so it's like, and thor believed him dead yeah so it's like maybe he just fleed, you know, to heal himself. And then exactly that's you're right. It's truly where he was born in that cave, though, is yeah. that, you know, um, realizing that people will defend their gods yeah. to their death, you know, through yeah. loyalty. Just that's like, that's what upset him the most was me. like, oh, I realize now that uh, gods need followers. The followers are ready to die yeah. for a god rather than, you know. And not even just like in like a sense of duty, but in a sense of loyalty. You exactly. know what I mean? Like yeah. wanting to willingly dying for them. And so, yeah. Okay. Do, how do you, what do you believe on? Well, I was going to say, here's a talking point that I'm curious on you. How do you feel about Gore's motives? And I mean, like, what do you think? How I do you think, feel about his, 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 what am I trying to Like his mentality. Yeah. Like his, I think it's justified for the most part. I don't believe in you know sociopathic <laughs> tendencies yeah. that he obviously shows but he's he's wronged by the non-existence of gods but a society that fully believes that you have to abide by the laws of these gods mm-hmm. you know what i mean um so yeah let's go ahead and talk about his origin because he comes from a a desolate desert of a planet. Yeah, which you, we can even see from childhood all the way into adulthood. Yeah. It never gets better for yeah, him. You know no, what I mean? Yeah, so. They're constantly they, they're a people of of dwellers, cave dwellers mm-hmm. that just move across the scorching hot sun, scorched you know lands mm-hmm. to the next desert. They he says they they eat slime off of bottoms of rocks. That's what they eat. You yeah, know, it's like their they're, food source. Yeah, <laughs> their they primary have primary food source. They have nothing, and so. He loses his mother, and his mother, while he loses her, is just believing and hoping for a yeah. god. They just sacri- they've left their last fruit in a cave, hoping that the god will accept it as their you know and give them blessings. Yeah, they're like, if anything, leaving food behind for these non-existent gods when they're all starving themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, they leave. She dies. She dies from what they call land sand tigers or something mm-hmm. like that. But they're just like lizards, green lizard men. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so he runs away as a child, and then we see him grown, and he's there with his pregnant wife. They have already two children, and she's pregnant. And she's, what a world to bring kids into, uh, right? <laughs> uh, and she goes on to say, you know, like that the gods will will be there for them. And he's like, hush now, just eat these flowers that I found, please. Just you and the baby need it, you know. And so then they, there's a cave in, and she dies. You know, and at every corner, like, he's left with no God, no help from anything divine. And his son dies in his arms. Just, like, sickness, basically, right? And and he buries him. And the other people of his, like, tribe are like, no, you got to put him up in the trees so the gods can see him and take him (laughs) to heaven or whatever. You know what I mean? And he's like, there's no God, you know? Like, stop saying all this shit. There's no God. And so they start to stone him. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's a non-believer and they're afraid that his his mentality will bring curse upon them. And so he, he, he escapes and when he's out in the desert all by himself, the gods finally show. And there's two of them. 
And they're assholes. They're assholes. <laughs> they fall to Earth, and they've been fighting each other to the death. And it's these two beings. One's completely black, and one's in gold armor. Do you believe that that gold armored god is the god of these people, or do you think he's just a passerby god? That's such a good question, too, right? Like, yeah. I mean, because obviously Thor uses them as his, or Gore uses them as like that frustration of like y'all. Mm-hmm. People who should have been helping this this yeah. whole time, you know, like what the heck are y'all doing? You know, yeah. um, I could believe that. I mean, for all we know, those two have been in a perpetual battle for, for eons, yeah, thousands <laughs> of years, and they just coincidentally crashed on the planet in that moment yeah. and finally finished their nonsense. And that's where their god could have been all this time. You know, yeah. what I mean, there's so much theory around like why Gore's planet has suffered so hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I would have to believe that those gods, if not directly related to their planet, were had to be the source of why they were suffering for that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, But um, at the end of the day, just the fact that they are gods is all that Gore needs. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. And so the armor-clad god, he's he has pink skin, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like, mm, it could be a god because, I mean, like, it, gods don't have to look like the people. Yeah. Um, he he asks for Gore's help mm-hmm. and Gore's like help you where have you been my whole life you know irony yeah and so gore inadvertently absorbs the black from the the black god mm-hmm. and he dons it as a weapon it's like a spear and he finishes the job that was his first killing of a god and he it was it was like um it was like opening the floodgates. You know what I mean? Because I love that first thought he has right after it happens, which is, I should go find more. You know, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what he says, right? Yep. It's just... But at the end, of, so this is issue six that we're already jumping into. Mm-hmm. And this is this issue ends with you realizing that he's been telling his origin to, yeah, there they are. He's been telling his origin to Volstag, a very thin, oh, yeah. handsome Volstag, <laughs> so because he hasn't eaten in um 900 years or whatever 500 years spent slaving in my mind (laughs) yeah 500 years and so you know after reading that issue you're kind of confused like what the fuck that's a volstag what's happening yeah you know what i mean so that's when time travel starts to come into play but let's let's jump back to issue one because thor is just now unveiling on this planet with no water, mm-hmm. no storms for years. So once again, similar to Gore's situation, if you think about it, yeah. this initial planet we run into, that's why I kind of was drawing the lines between the the two. Where we start with yep. this Thor is that these people, these are, people are so very... similar to how Gore became what he is. That's you know, so true. To show that... There's a direct parallels. A few hundred years and Thor could have been there to save Gore and his people. You know what I mean? It yeah. could have been the difference if he would have just been a different time. You know what that's I mean? Very true. So it, I think that's a, it actually right out the gate is trying to show that like like there is there, there could be have hope. been hope, you know yeah. what I mean, in all that time. So So the little girl that prays for Thor, do you think that she knows of Thor because of his intergalactic travels with the Avengers? Do you I think would absolutely believe so at this point? You, know, yeah. you have to believe probably the Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty you know what I mean? Yeah. All of those have spread the word of him, you know. Yeah. So yeah, by in his youth when he first runs into Gore, he's you know his will he he can't fly through the cosmos like he can yeah but he's only hanging out with vikings by avengers there i'm sure he is like known by the cosmos yeah that's awesome you know yeah to just show how much he's even grown in those just that short period of time well hundreds of years but in short period of time yeah but there's an old man on this planet who's like uh he says something like like oh so all those stories that you told us are real because he hangs out with the people for a while mm-hmm. and they give him mead or whatever oh yeah and they almost doubt like they they think he's just telling them fantasies and yeah, not actual like, true oh, those, adventures I thought, we thought those were fairy tales because mm-hmm. our gods haven't been around for you know so on and so forth that that implies that everything has to have been myth mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so he's like how could there be a world with no gods and so that's when he starts his investigation, almost like a fucking gumshoe cop. <laughs> and he, this is one of my favorite panels because he's lighting up. He goes up into the temple of heaven of this mm-hmm. planet and he's lighting up everything with Mjolnir like it's a flashlight. Like it's a flashlight or it, torch. In. Yeah. And I think it's so cool. But that's when he goes and he finds, well, he finds a library first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And he reads, he must have been in there for hours reading all these scrolls and so books. true. Because when he finds the dead gods, all butchered, literally he hanging. He knows all their names. Yeah, he knows 
just from description who all these gods must have been. That's so true. And they're literally hanging from like butcher's hooks and mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? And that's why I love that panel so much because exactly it's such a good sight of how brutal you know, gore, has gore is treating these gods you know yeah. what i mean it's not even just a matter of like systematically killing it is, is a matter of systematically torturing and killing yeah. these gods and you know it's, and that i mean that right there shows that missing limbs you know yeah <laughs> exactly butchers hooks through their chests and it's like moored bodies dead on the ground all mm-hmm. around it's like it's a it's a gruesome scene you know it's but, deserving of the title butcher yeah but all the literal butcherness of these gods reminds him of his youth mm-hmm. and when he found the dead gods and so that's when actually next we jump into the yeah. far-flung and future so we finally get to see millennia yeah. later and that's when we first see king thor <laughs> Look at him. he looks so dope he has the dist- oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, he has the destroyer's arm. He has a sword and Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. He has an eye patch. He has a gigantic beard. But that's not a relevant sword of any kind. That's not like a sword we I would recognize so. and be able to name, right? That's that just, would be just... fucking dope if it was like Heimdall's sword or something. You know what I'm saying, yeah. Um, but I love his interactions with Avenger Thor because he's like, you haven't grown a beard yet, huh? You know, just like <laughs> always calling his shit out like that, you know? And then um, once we get the younger Thor in the group, it's kind of like the... T- Two older two starting kind of doing the same thing to him yeah you know? so and i really love that oh we're jumping ahead a little bit i was gonna say i just really love that panel where he looks at mjolnir uh-huh. the young thor yeah and then he sees avengers thor just come and pick it up and he's, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's awestruck yeah um but yeah so this is the end of issue one is what's so, so dope is yeah. that it it literally ends with seeing millennia from now and somehow King Thor is still dealing with the All Black and Gore. And from what we can understand, everybody he's ever loved at this point has been murdered mm-hmm. or slaughtered by Gore. You yeah. know what I mean? He has succeeded in killing off gods. You yeah. know? And so we jump into issue two and we go back in time when we see young Thor dealing with Gore for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And this is when he he and his Vikings land upon the Slavic nation. And that's where we learn about Chernabog and mm-hmm. uh, someone else, Peon or something like yeah, that. Something. Um, but I, I took a screenshot right here because uh, <laughs> Gore is just wearing like a half thong. Yeah, it's not even a whole thong. Yeah, there's not even straps. It's just it's just covering what's necessary at this point. Just, and but I think I mean I would even argue that he runs around naked and the only thing covering him is the all black. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I mean he takes off at in you know in, from his planet and then just you know wearing nothing but a loincloth exactly. i can't imagine that would really survive the in trials space. of space yeah so before yeah we really see the souped up gore i really i really believe you should run around in the nude which is mean, bravo man <laughs> but we see uh thor interacts with the slavic nation and they they call upon their gods but only the horse of one of them mm-hmm. arrives and so thor uses the horse to ride up into the sky and that's where we find the headless chernabog and thor's like fuck something is happening and that's when he interacts with gore for the first time this is um i'm showing kenny the image of gore using the, the all black. black for the first time or not for the first time but for our viewership first time turning it into a sword it looks actually shaping it around his hand and into a blade. Yeah, it looks, it looks sick. sick. <laughs> yeah, and he uses that sword to behead the horse. Oh, and then Thor begins to fall down, and that's when he first views Gore. We, we even get a, the first fantastic look at Gore as the true god butcher himself. Yeah. Finished thong. <laughs> yep, full thong. Full thong. Um, and so Gore and, and Th- uh, Thor fight up in the sky for a while, mm-hmm. and he beats the living shit out of Thor to the point where Thor's like busted eye, like can barely speak. And Gore's like, "What are you even the god of?" And he says, "Thunder." And that's when he brings down the lightning bolt, knocking Gore away from him. And then he lands in the snow, all bloodied. Mm-hmm. And that's where the the Vikings eventually save him. That's where they got split up until yeah. he then goes to find the cave inventions yeah Yeah, exactly um and then we go back to present day we see thor he's asking the librarian at the nexus of all realities or Mm -hmm. something like that something like that um he's he he goes to this giant library and the librarian is he's like a fairy (laughs) who is like a fairy um he takes him to the hall of uh of lost gods Mm -hmm. and it's 
ginormous. And Thor's un like it's unbelievable to Thor that all these gods could be missing. Missing, mm-hmm. yeah, in action. And so he sit he spends time there doing research and that leads him to endless panels of just dead gods. Slaughtered gods. Gods all across the, the galaxy, just dead, one after the other. There's this one shot of a ginormous Leviathan type dinosaur dragon god and it's just dead and there's worshippers all around praying that it'll come back to life and Thor's just standing at the top of a cliff just viewing this ginormous god and it's it's beautiful the way that Isad Ribic draws yeah. or does all of this art is just phenomenal Thaligar the behemoth that is the god's name yeah a patron and god of the galactic frontier he deserved yeah. his title yeah, I mean, it's but, incredible. It's so fucking dope. But yeah, I panels love like it. this show why I love Isad Ribic as an artist so much. I mean, look at the amount going on in that. Yeah. You know, like, look at the details. Look at the fun. I mean, look at the coloring, you know. It's yeah. like so much done to just draw you into it, you know. Like, you could just show me that one picture and be like, I, I have to read this comic book now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I want to know what is going on right there. Exactly. It's a gorgeous shot. Um, It makes me wonder. I wonder if when Jason Aaron wrote these scripts for Esad, mm-hmm. if he was just like, draw the, the next several panels, make one of them a splash page, draw whatever kind of God you want dead and Thor will find them. And I will name them later. Yeah. Cause I feel like this is stuff that Esad probably cooked just, up on his own. Yeah. Cause there's that one coral like God. Mobius, you know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, yeah, it's, you're like, like it's, it's very, very it's like very Mobius, in a especially way. the coloring, mm-hmm. the coloring done by, uh, I think it's the purples because Mobius purples, yeah. leans into purple so much, and the purples on that just yeah. But it's it's just incredible. I I love the shit. Um, and then we go back in time to see AD Thor approaching the cave where Gore has hid out, and that's where Thor pretty much gets his ass handed to him until the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, the Vikings show up, um, and they help him, and that's where Gore has a second rebirth finding out, Oh, I can't do this by myself. Mm-hmm. Gods don't operate by themselves. I need it's the like, black berserkers. It's like where he goes from being just a God killer to like this organized God butcher, you know, mm-hmm. of like systematically having a plan of wanting to erase gods as a whole versus yeah. just like, Oh, here's a God. Kill him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I want to point out the end of, issue one mm-hmm. or issue two i think is where we see no this is probably issue three it doesn't matter it the doesn't end matter. of one of these issues we see king thor get con- completely consumed we by see the black him essentially trying to kill himself is yeah. really what's even going on he's done and they refuse to let him die they take him back to his throne room <laughs> and leave him there because gore wants him to be the last god he kills mm-hmm that, I, I think that's so funny. And I like that it's kind of a homo, or it's like a reference to how Valhalla in theory oh. kind of works, which is that they battle to their death and then are reborn in the hall to fight again. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I like that it's like this almost like reverse Valhalla. Perverted. Like, yeah, yeah, where he's never allowed to die and he's forced to just be continuously put back to start and fight over and over and over, you know? Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, I love this shot where it's just, he's completely consumed mm-hmm. in the Black Berserkers. And God, what a great... What a great artist to get for this comic where the so much of the enemy is black because mm-hmm. Isar Rivik's tendency to show his like strokes. Strokes. Those, yeah. those black especially in black, you know, yeah. those black brush strokes. And I feel like that it gives it it's just not it's not just digital black on screen. You can see those black brush strokes even on a solid black panel like that. Yeah. That's sick. Um, I think we're gonna take a quick break Absolutely. and then when we come back we'll uh, we'll finish up the rest of the story. get back into thor look at that cry baby yeah so this is uh we're looking at an image of shad shadrach shadrach yeah, which is the god of bombs and fireballs um Spoilers. thor thor revisits the avengers thor revisits the cave where he removed gore's arm and seemingly killed gore 
Um, and before he enters, he's terrified. He doesn't want to go back in because he had spent, I think it was days, 17 days yeah, or so. Yeah, it was like 17 days that he was in that cave being tortured. <laughs> tortured by gore, yeah. And so upon reentry, he finds Shadrach, who is a god of a different planet. And he tells him at first that he's the god of like wine and waterfalls mm-hmm. or something like that. And he can never keep it straight. Mm-hmm. Like the light, he, he and Thor, Shadrach and Thor end up going to the library again. And they can't, the librarian can't like get him to tell him what he's the god of until it's far too late. He's the god of bombs. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we find out that Gore's up to something. Mm-hmm. He's up to, he's designing a bomb. Um, but, uh, let's see where else we go. Oh yeah, this is the library. It's fucking on fire. The black berserkers are there. That Thor is finding out that Gore's power is able to create minions, mm-hmm. which was far greater of a power than when Thor first encountered him in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, and these black berserkers are kind of like the Black Order's uh, outriders. Do you oh, remember? Yeah, they're, that is, that they're is very a similar. They're kind of like Venom esque. Yeah, like, they're almost like I was exactly. I was going to say they're almost like physical personifications of his emotion and his yeah. rage. You know that he's able to like summon into place. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, but they're just like these wild looking lizard monster things with spikes down their back and tails, and I mean no no visual even like resemblance to Gore, which yeah. is interesting. You know, it's just like yeah. he, so they're almost like a the animalistic side of him that he's choosing to release. That's- that's very true yeah but they're trying to destroy the library because thor hears from shadrach that there's chronux mm-hmm. which is i like this a lot because it's a planet invented in this book that's all about time travel all about time management yeah it's like the guys who manage time travel is yeah. that what it is? it's like it's like the <laughs> the businessmen of time travel yeah, yeah. But um, one thing about this book is it jumps around so much. Mm-hmm. I love this shot where the Black Berserkers are trying to lift Mjolnir yeah. outside Why? of yeah. outside of uh, King Thor's castle, yeah. <laughs> and then he calls it upon, and it just shoots them all up. It, this shot is gorgeous, um, and, and even shots like their panels like that show that I feel like the artist. We're kind of having fun, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what was the? You know, there was really no need for a bunch of berserkers to be trying to pick up the hammer, but it's yeah. funny and it looks cool. Um, but we <laughs> finally get to see Kronux, the Palace of Infinity. It's this beautiful planet where it's just orbs everywhere. Um, apparently, you need to use drops of blood to, of these people's blood. Yeah, of too. these people's blood to time travel. But Gore, being the the fucking psychopath that he is he's slaughtered everyone in the palace and dripped all of their blood into a pool um i thought that that was fucking crazy but these people are gods they're the gods of time apparently Mm -hmm. and gore kills all of them but we find out that gore needs to go back in time to a elder god is Mm -hmm. what they're called and we see this shot okay well first of all he he time travels through the blood it, mm-hmm. it's this beautiful shot and we get to see like a slightly more evolved gore at this point yeah where, i mean look at his he, he has an all black arm yeah he's because, got the all black arm yeah thor removed his arm so he's using the all black as an arm and he has this awesome cloak yeah these cloaks are much more like yeah you know physically formed out at this point before when we saw him in the mini thong and like yeah. a couple small cloaks on his back this is like a robe at this point yeah but he time travels back in time to see this this baby basically it's just giant baby that's an elder god and he we don't see it because that would be kind of fucked up mm-hmm. but he takes its heart he travels back in time eon but he takes its heart and then comes back to present day with the heart and seemingly the heart is necessary to build and construct the god bomb but thor ends up in millennia like millennia from present day where he meets seemingly it's king thor but mm-hmm. to him it's his father <laughs> yeah he's like oh dad what are you doing here <laughs> um i think that that's fucking Fun. awesome yeah, well, when yeah, he first like, arrives you <laughs> yeah when he first arrives it's it's such a good fucking mm-hmm. shot. I love that shot. He's we're talking too much. <laughs> yeah, we're talking too much about the visuals, but yeah. let's go on with the story. It's okay. Yeah. Um, 
basically Thor and King Thor face off against hordes of um the black berserkers. But yeah, Gore sends a black berserker back in time to the AD to 859 AD mm-hmm. to send young Thor forward in time mm-hmm. and that's when we kind of lose track of like where it is it must be super far in the future um but gore is has basically collected these thors well he collected young thor to be a, a slave a yeah. god slave and so gore is running like a slave camp to have for all these various gods to build the god bomb mm-hmm. this is when gore is like at his maximum Mm-hmm. This is Absolutely. look at his armor. <laughs> yeah, for nine hundred years, these gods have been constructing this bomb, and Gore has like giant black armor. It's almost uh, apocalypse esque, mm-hmm. and he has black berserkers up the ass. They're yeah. everywhere, and he's a god at this point. He's unknowingly a god at this point. He has you know people that he oppresses, and he has people that follow him which are the black berserkers and we're also we also get the reveal that he also has a child yeah a wife and a, a child a wife and a child beyond that yeah yeah which he comes from a species that should be probably all gone at this point but they're on this moon somewhere somewhere far out further than asgard mm-hmm. and they're constructing the god bomb and the two thors king thor and uh, avengers thor make their way there Mm -hmm. and uh, king thor admits to avengers thor because he was a beaten old man Mm -hmm. he admits that seeing his younger self has revitalized him yeah yeah. exactly it's brought vigor back into his life and so they go to the planet or the moon where the the god bomb is just this gigantic orb and the idea of the god bomb is that it kills it should explode and kill gods all throughout time yeah which is crazy yeah it's kind of a weird thing and they only kill gods <laughs> yeah what is this thing made of <laughs> but i mean that you would think that at some point hercules has felt this and jane foster thor has felt this you so know true. what i mean like there must have been some point where they felt the god bomb just for an instant you know what i mean it's kind of weird to think about mm-hmm. and to think that the 900 years that went back because i would assume that the 900 years of building was from the moment of present Thor yeah. to the millennia versus like young, you know what I mean? So it'd yeah. be from like, you know, from like the 2000s, yeah. 900 years later, you know, so it's probably like the year 3000 or something, you know, probably around. Yeah. You find out that Gore has been collecting all these gods. No, I think it's actually 900 years at the millennia at past, um, like with King Thor. Oh, I see. Oh, since it's been King Thor, it's yeah. been 900 years even. Yeah. So I think because King Thor's granddaughters are there, but you also find out that Gore has been, yeah, T-Pain's on TV yeah. right now. <laughs> Got a little T-Pain TV going on. Um, but Gore has been collecting all these gods from all over time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so Thor's goddaughters are there, or granddaughters mm-hmm. are there, and they've secretly constructed a bomb made out of the material that they're mining out of the moon to try and destroy the god bomb. Mm -hmm. And so that's when we see Thor take it upon himself to go with the bomb. Young Thor. Yeah, young Mm -hmm. Thor, and try to uh, detonate or destroy the bomb before it detonates, which should be in three days, I think, Mm -hmm. is when they say. It's like a real short amount of time. But what I think is funny is that happens, but Thor ends up in space young thor ends up in space somehow i think from the explosion like, he shoots <laughs> shoots up into thor or space and so the other two thors uh catch him basically <laughs> kind of so, silly yeah, yeah, it's, it works it's, it's super silly so anyway we finally see all three thors young thor avengers thor and king thor all together on their way to the moon where the god bomb is at um and they can see the god bomb from space and mm-hmm. it's un it's unharmed. It the bomb, didn't even take a yeah. Didn't even take a scratch from exactly. the explosion. And so this is basically the last two issues of this this big collection is like a nonstop com- battle conflict. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just all like peak um, climax. You know what I mean? Sexually, all <laughs> <laughs> um, kind. But yeah, so Gore fights the three Thors in the sky, and it's incredible because. Um, 
there's like an armory upon the ship that the two Thors, the Avengers Thor and the King Thor have brought with them. Mm -hmm. And so young Thor is all decked out in armor with his own like hammer, large hammer. It's not an Uru enchanted hammer, but it's, it's, it's a hammer nonetheless. And so there's a line in here somewhere where it says like it, the, the sky is like riddled with lightning and it's pouring hammers. Mm -hmm. And I loved that line. I thought it was so fucking dope. But this is where we see King Thor using the Thor Force, mm-hmm. which is just like a gigantic beam of lightning. And he uses it against Gore. It doesn't kill Gore, but it launches him back down. Oh, no, to a different planet. So this Should goes light years away. Light years away. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this battle takes place all over the place. When this is happening, all the slaved gods on the moon are trying to uprise revolt, against yeah. revolt against the the black berserkers and so that's when we find out that it's god blood that powers the god bomb well not only that the all black oh yeah these black berserkers are as they kill all these gods gore is getting more and more powerful which you know only proves that like gore is only a, a god of absorption mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's even arguable that he's just a vessel to what is actually the god which is the all black if That's you think true. about it you know yeah. it is what's feet i mean if it's essentially a symbiote of types it is the true power you know yeah. and without him he's just a carcass you know yeah and so uh king thor uses the thor force and shoots gore into a sun and the sun goes black the sun the the all black is able to absorb the sun and it rains blood on the moon and he's 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 like all powerful in this last issue or not last issue but second to last mm-hmm. issue but then we see thor he's back on the the moon he's brought young thor with him because mm-hmm. he's going to use young thor's blood to feed the last bit of the god bomb in order to detonate throughout reality um, and we see his, an interaction with his wife, Goran, his wife, mm-hmm. where she calls him his god. Mm-hmm. Her god. Her god. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk about this because this implies a lot. There's the implication that not only is her wife and his son extensions of the All Black, like the Black Berserkers. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. No, just so we know, yeah, the son and the wife were never actually reality. They were just extensions of himself. He created just like the Black Berserkers from the All Blacks. We right. see them just melt into nothingness at yeah. a point when we realize that they're just basically his own consciousness. Yeah, and so that's what I wanted to bring up because not only does his wife say that he is her god, we see later, well, she kill he kills her mm-hmm. uh, in quotes. Yeah. Kills he, that part of himself. He kills that say. part of himself. And it's because of her death that his son ends up betraying mm-hmm. him. We see that later. But I want to talk about this explicitly. This is his subconscious kind of... Guilting him. <laughs> like telling him the truth. Like, hey, this is reality. You are a god. Mm-hmm. And he kills it. He kills his subconscious. But not all the way because his son still exists. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Oh, and exactly. You're so right. It's such an interesting thing to think about of like, was it him essentially trying to stop? I mean, it's essentially him trying to stop himself because if you think about it, by the son's actions, he subconsciously didn't want to do this anymore, you know, or like has gone farther than he ever kind of planned to and has become this entity that he never, that he wanted to destroy. You know, he's become his own worst enemy in a regard for sure. There's, There's dialogue in this book where Gore meets avenging Thor for the first time. Mm -hmm. And Gore, or maybe it's the second time, they conflict for the second time. Gore tells the avenging Thor that he, avenging Thor is his favorite Thor Mm -hmm. because there is self-doubt in him. And I'm I'm wondering, like, this whole thing is all about self-doubt, kind of. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's all about, like, disbelieving yourself and allowing failure in a way because spoiler alerts for another book gore's words here to thor is what eventually makes thor drop the hammer absolutely and not be able to pick it up the doubt that gore sows into thor throughout this series is wild you know he really makes him reconsider 
gods and their placement in the universe and how they you know because i mean such a good example of so many people suffering through negligent gods or non-existent you know gods that have been killed and just haven't been replaced yeah so it's like it's crazy to think about you know really it's 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 just a beautiful way to exactly sew in the whole idea of Mm self-doubt and that's what this whole thing was about absolutely because not only does Thor eventually go through it, but Gore, if we're actively seeing it throughout the whole book, you know what I mean? Gore is un, like this undeniable force that doubts himself, mm-hmm. and it's his own doubt. Yeah, so let's go through the rest of it. So basically, he kills his wife, mm-hmm. and he takes young Thor into the God Bomb where we see the Elder God's heart mm-hmm. and all the Kronux crystals scattered about, and we see avenging Thor falling down into the cracking open moon. Like it's going to it's, uh, itself explode. Mm-hmm. And we see Gore's son save him. And he says that he, he prays that he'll go, Thor will kill his father. Even beyond, he says, I don't know how to pray, but I will uh, pray for you, God of thunder and pray you kill my father. Yeah. So it's like, even that, once again, this is an extension of Gore. Yeah. That is basically like, I'm going to pray to a God right now because this guy's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like that when that part of you, I mean, and that's I mean, if you think about it, that's so relatable in a way of like we there's those times we have that part of ourselves that's just fighting so hard against what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That subconscious part of us that's like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Quit doing this. And yeah. this is like a physical, you know, realization of that essentially to Thor. You know, I kind of feel like his son is like. A, re- a representation of him when he was a child mm-hmm. and always questioning like why do we give the apple to the god you know why are we doing this for the god you know why can't i go see daddy you know mm-hmm. stuff like that and it's it's like hey if i had you things would have been better mm-hmm. talking to thor basically you Absolutely. know what i mean going and, back to the reality of like that first issue where we see him rescuing those people and like if he could have just been there for gore like yeah. that thing none of this would have happened you know hundreds it, of gods you know thousands of gods could have been spared yeah um there's this cage made of the all black that encapsulates um both of mjolnir's Mm -hmm. both king thor's mjolnir and avengers uh mjolnir Mm -hmm. and it's not until a young thor bites out gore's eyeball that he's able to like break that cage and the hammers just go flying out into the sky looking for the respective Thors. Mm-hmm. I thought that scene was pretty cool, especially because the granddaughters of Thor were trying to lift a hammer. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Even though Gore is mostly all black at this point, his blood seemingly comes out as all black mm-hmm. as well. You know what I mean? Do you think it's just like I've abs- taken over his body? You know what I mean? Once again, it being a sen- truly the power of the two of them, you think it's just yeah. like in, in a way until he's basically nothing husk. left. Yeah. yeah. Um, this, this is basically the climax of the whole entire book. Um, King Thor is beating on Gore without Mjolnir and avenging Thor picks up both of both Mjolnir's, which is a beautiful sight. And, um, oh, this is the shot where all the gods throughout time can feel the God bomb go off. But as the God bomb goes off, avenging Thor absorbs its power and the all black using both mjolnirs slamming them together and he becomes the all black himself it's fucking sick the way it looks like i don't want to get too like hype beast about all this shit i don't want to be like edgelord ian right now (laughs) to do it (laughs) but this shit looks fucking sick i mean yeah look and once again you said rivik and his fucking brush strokes yeah but it's incredible. It's I mean, and, but I love the coloring, and I love that the hammers aren't absorbed by the black; that they're still perfectly detailed. They were the as conduit. If, yeah, as if they are still just being held by a traditional Thor. But he's got the rope, the the all black coming off him, just like Gore. You still got the classic Gore helmet it just, or Thor helmet. It just looks sick. Yeah, I love this shot because the mjolnirs weren't tainted Mm -hmm. thor took it all himself absolutely the the, both the hammers acted as conduits uh, with to absorb it into himself and the all black makes avenging thor sick to the point where he dies Mm -hmm. (laughs) do you remember this no i don't okay so gore is now without the all black yeah and thor's like thor is all man all his all black yeah Yeah, and thor's like nah i'm not giving it back to you homie And so he uses the hammers to 
destroy Gorb, essentially, like blow him away into mm-hmm. oblivion. And that's when we see his interaction with his son, where his son is like, you're the god of hypocrisy. You you did this to yourself, mm-hmm. basically. And so they kind of both absorb or dissolve. And then <laughs> young Thor just comes up and just does what Thor does best. Does what young Thor even does best. Yeah. Just cuts his head off. <laughs> he uses Yarbjorn, which is incredible. Um, but Thor gets sick from the All Black and he dies, which is insane because this is Avenging Thor. This is the Thor that we I see. I mean, this is our Thor. Yeah, yeah this truly. is the Thor that we see in the normal 616 universe. universe. He dies right here millennia from now. But it's said that what brings him back to life, it says in the book, three days later he rises from the dead and it's the Thor Force. Odin, Odin. King Thor Thor. (laughs) uses the rest of his Thor force to revive himself. And he says, he says something like, I had my own self interest in mind (laughs) at at doing it, you know, because like, if you don't live, I don't live. I don't exist. (laughs) And so we see uh, Asgard at the very end, at the very end of time, Mm -hmm. riddled with gods because gods had been enslaved by gore for so long that they don't even remember where they came from yeah this is almost a thousand years later and it's like basically comes a world of immigrant gods yeah (laughs) which is incredible to think about and then we see thor uh king thor uses the last bit of thor force to send young uh, thor back yep both the young thors back avenging thor and young thor back to their respective times and the last panel i believe of this book is we see thor on the planet of uh the rainless planet and he's uh with the child that you know preyed upon him mm-hmm. and they're they're you know full circle yeah it, it's full circle he's he's basically their god now and that's that's how the book ends mm-hmm. so and, and i love that because the book basically ends how it starts i mean literally mm-hmm. with thor being with just a a truly a peasant mm-hmm. on a on a random planet we've never seen he'd never seen beforehand just doing what he does best which is being people's hero you know what yeah. i mean and just being there for the people of the universe when they need him you yeah. know and so i think it's like a nice way to finish the book because it shows that in spite of the d- doubt that gore seated in him he truly is still the people's champion you know yeah. what i mean like yeah so Oh, it's a it's a big book. It's a heavy book. And I think it's the perfect introduction to this run of Jason Aaron's Thor. Um I feel like how do how do you feel about it being split into two arcs like that? Where it's the God Butcher leading into God Bomb. Yeah, I'm trying to think about where the God Butcher exactly stops because I mean you're kinda kinda it's, you're kinda selling yourself short if you don't just read the whole story. Exactly. Yeah. The God Butcher stops with Thor The reveal of the God Bomb. That's what yeah what it yes. is. Yeah. So is that the last page? Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And so because I think a couple pages before that Sorry. let me see. I just want to make sure. Yeah, you're fine. A couple pages before that we see avenging thor show up oh no it's a couple issues i think it's the issue before that the that he shows up in the in the future in the future with king thor yeah exactly so um i definitely think you have to read both halves to really get obviously the full story yeah um but they're i mean yeah no i think you have to read both halves to get the full story i wouldn't i I wouldn't stand alone on one or the other obviously I personally feel like because one arc is five issues, mm-hmm. the next arc is technically six issues with the with the jump back or the the like the resolve basically. Well, no, not the resolve, but the the gore origin basically oh, is what I'm the, trying to the, say. The the first issue of the second half. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And so that's obviously oh. an Esad Ribic. I'm talking to my cord. That's a Esad Ribic like. Uh, he needed time to like catch up on the arc. I'm oh, pretty sure. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, I wanted to say, I feel like God Bomb lugs on a little too long. I could agree with that. But other than that, I, I feel mean, you like said it yourself. There's two entire issues of climactic battle. You know, pretty what I mean? much, yeah. Like between the issue where the three Thors finally meet up, mm-hmm. that's at the end of issue eight, I think. You know what I mean? Because then issue nine, ten, and eleven. No, it's at the end of issue nine. 
10 and 11 is just literally them fighting like almost a whole fucking time mm-hmm. you know um no, so you're right i mean this probably could have been condensed down to probably like a, a traditional eight issue story arc and yeah. been perfectly fine you know yeah. what i mean but it's like the origin of gore and like just the little extra details i feel like they wanted to add to humanize gore even a yeah. little bit like because i mean in the whole i mean i guess the son and wife are important because exactly that's how he eventually is his own downfall but yeah. there's like there's little things they probably could have nicked out of there a little bit to to save on page three i mean like, even like the volstag part of like mm-hmm. that's like that's like three entire pages of him yeah talking to volstag before we see True. him crucified on <laughs> on the, on on the, the cross. cross yeah, yeah. um so. i wanted to ask do you think that it would be detrimental to this story if they were to revive gore and bring him back into a modern comic today no i don't think so no i you, think it actually see... would be really interesting to kind of see gore post these events you know what i mean and like have him even come back in some kind of like substance of like you know if exactly if he's resurrected or somehow got the all you know or the all black like took brought him, him back yeah or like took in his mental oh, you know what i'm yeah, saying like, so it, it, like, kind of had him, him inside of it somehow yeah. you know um i think there's a lot they could play with um that he would still be a good villain that could have like a new warped version of his motive you know what yeah. i mean of like not necessarily wanting to eliminate gods but maybe like become the greatest of them or you know like maybe you know create a weapon against strictly against them you know what i mean yeah. like even the playing field for normal yeah. people you know there's a lot they could do with the character and i'd be totally fine how do you feel about how do you feel like he's going to translate in the mcu is something i'm also very kind of curious about and yeah. you know we know we have christian bale as the casting which is interesting do you think he's just going to be like full-on alien cgi'd out the yes. entire time we're not even yeah. it's not going to be like a weird retconned version of gore where he looks more i humanoid. don't i don't think we'll see we might see a little bit of mocap from christian bale's side i can assume personally i think christian bale might be i think he probably signed on to specifically do mocap i think he's very interested in doing that well and he did do all the mocap for the the mowgli movie he played Bagar. Or, oh, okay. You know, he played I didn't the, know that. Yeah, he played the Black Panther, and remember they did the Jungle Book, but then they they, they did, did Mowgli. He played Andy Circus's. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the What's the Black Panther's name? I don't know. I'm trying to. I know. Yeah, Baloo is the bear. Yeah, I'm blanking on what the. Anyway, um, I didn't know that was Christian Bale. But it was yeah, Christian Bale played it, and it was all mo. It was pretty impressive mocap on his part. You know? That's interesting. Um, um, so he has experience, I guess, is what I'm saying yeah. in that regard. Um, I think. It's very possible that Gore is somehow brought back in the comic books because of his eventual debut into in the, the MCU. MCU. They need him to be relevant. Yeah. I think they might do that. If not, they'd be smart to just repress these two arcs into one collected edition and just call it Thor versus Gore or some shit and just make it real big so people can see it and be like, oh, that's that's literally everything i need to know right there you yeah. know what i mean so true i mean like literally you read this and you have everything yeah. you need to know on the character yeah for when the time comes out um uh, but i feel like in the mcu okay let's talk about christian bale i wanted him to be dario auger or Ager, the minotaur from rocks oh that would have been a great casting for him i yeah. wanted him to be that so bad dude um, the fact that he is Gore mm-hmm. makes me feel like he's going to be, this might be unhinged. No, go for it. Uh, no, I'm saying it might be unhinged Christian Bale. Oh, I see what you're I saying. I think he's going to go like real hot and heavy into this. And I think he's going to be fucking crazy. And this is also, this is going to be in Love and Thunder, Thor Love and Thunder. This mm-hmm. is the second um, see, that's movie directed by... Uh, what's his name? Taika Waititi. Mm, Taika Waititi. Is that we're, well, one, we're getting Taika Waititi's translation of Gore, but what? even beyond that, it, we're getting Jane, I mean, I guess Gore is essentially going to be the reason Jane Foster he is even able to pick up the Is hammer. even able to pick up or becomes or, Thor. Or because the Odinson drops the hammer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting because let's go ahead and talk about the further implications of gore in the 616 universe Mm -hmm. it's that doubt that you said earlier that sows into thor that allows thor to gain self-doubt that Mm -hmm. he drops the hammer on the moon 
because what is it? Nick Fury yeah. whispers in. Gore was right. <laughs> he whispers in Thor's ear. Gore was right, and Those so three words were and enough. So Thor Thor's eyes widen and he drops the hammer and he's not able to pick it back up. Do you think that even had more impact because it came from Nick Fury? For Gore, like you know what I mean, it came from a source that he probably really respected as like a. Like a like a human authority, yeah, sort like of. an authority figure. So to, for someone like Nick Fury to say Gore was right was just like that's why he because I mean think anybody could have said that and mm-hmm. it maybe affect him differently. But the fact that it was Nick Fury, someone yeah, that had such an authority over and that you know like that it really was just like oh God was he right? You know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean at that point Nick Fury had absorbed uh, all of the Watchers mm-hmm. uh, sites. Uh, rest in peace, Uatu. This podcast is dedicated to you. Yeah. <laughs> dedicated to Watu. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I Thor obviously knew that the Watcher had seen all of everything, mm-hmm. and so that's how he knew Nick Fury must have known. But I think it was maybe just the fact that anyone could knew. say that yeah. it sparked it as reality those words were probably so deeply sewn into his own mind that just mm-hmm. to have them actually brought forward you know what i mean it was just like <laughs> yeah which that's not even revealed that that's what nick fury said because okay let's talk about yeah, this let's... in original sin nick fury says something in thor's ear and we don't know mm-hmm. until thor unworthy thor years later confessed what it was yeah years later we see the flashback of gore the love hate of reading comics, you know. Yeah, <laughs> all that, of it written by Jason Aaron. That's so true, though. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like that would be too muddy to do in a two and a half hour movie. Mm-hmm. Um, to have Gore just be there, Gore whisper it, or just say to Thor that, "Hey, you self doubt yourself. You're gonna have to drop that hammer," and then he dropped the hammer, and then we see Jane Foster pick up the mm-hmm. hammer. You know what I mean? Like, I just. It sounds like a lot. And one thing that the MCU movies have been doing a lot lately is being unbelievably overly um, convoluted. Mm -hmm. Like, you look at Ant-Man and the Wasp, and there's like three bad guys in that movie, all with different like motives. And it's just like, and the whole thing of like, uh michelle pfeiffer what uh janet being stuck in the the quantum (laughs) realm but she's talking through paul rudd like it's just like what is happening come on like can we condense this a little bit pick one of these (laughs) stories and go with it not all five of them (laughs) yeah oh man so i mean i'm I'm worried about that i'm not i don't want to say i'm worried about how taika is going to do it you mm -hmm. know what i mean but more of the fact that this is once again this is one of the most serious thor stories i've ever read right next to ragnarok you know what i mean these are these this is like when thor gets his darkest and most serious Uh and we get the director of hunt for the wilder people yeah (laughs) to kind of come and have fun with it and have have a hokey old time just yeah (laughs) so and i I, like i I have a love hate for thor ragnarok at this point how do you feel about thor being a punchline not only in the mcu but in the actual comic books it 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 was it hurt me at first you know what i mean because of exactly once again this this beautifully dark and amazing thor story about a god butcher was Uh really what got me to love him as a superhero and in in what it was was that it was his his manliness and what's the word i'm trying to think of but it's like like his not his vigor but his you know it's like yeah it's just like the power behind mm -hmm. thor as a whole like yeah it's in his honor as a hero that makes me really love him you know what i mean so the fact that the mcu chose to kind of go with this like even harder self-doubting Thor of like, I'm just going to not care about anything anymore. I just can't, you know, I could never see the, the comic parallel. book. Yeah. I could never see the comic book version of Thor just giving up that aggressively in those ways, at least, you know what I mean? Cause I, even once he loses the hammer and becomes Odin's son, mm-hmm. he's still a hero. You know what I mean? He yeah. still does what he can to be a hero. And at that point, if you think about it, he's lost everything he could have lost in a yeah. way, you know what I mean? That's like, so I, I like, because, I mean, the MCU is obviously more jovial. Mm-hmm. You know and it's, what I mean? Yeah, it's got to reach a wider audience, and I totally understand that. You like, know if I mean? they were to translate what happens in this book to film, I feel like it would be rated R. It'd be a horror film. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And so I, I appreciate the more jovial mm-hmm. kind of look at Thor. I liked the... Um, 
uh, quotations depression mm-hmm. that MCU Thor kind of showed. Yeah, showed. I feel like that's a real world kind of thing, and a lot of people look to these movies and subconsciously kind of portray what they see on screen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, we know people in reality who have fallen as hard as Thor, not for the same reasons, but you know, but like, in the same ways. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And so it's 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 cool to see that a reflection that that kind of mirror that the mcu can Mm -hmm. sometimes put up even by accident with the whole like five years later snap shit and then this coronavirus that we're going through right now you know what i mean absolutely like it's it's kind of cool and it's it makes a lot of sense but you're right like this thor here in jason aaron's run is something monumental Mm -hmm. compared to what Thor has been portrayed as in, in the MCU films. Absolutely. And there's just other, I feel like there's other Thor arcs they could have gone with if they wanted to make them sillier. You know what I mean? I, there's like Dario, other... Dario Auger, the Minotaur, would have been hilarious. Exactly. I mean, think, there's so much they could have done to have fun with that wouldn't have been tampering with stories that are just so sensitively serious. You mm-hmm. know, I guess is what I would argue too. But um, one other thing I was even going to mention on is I'm very interested on how well, the all black will be represented oh, film true. translated film wise because now we have Venom, mm-hmm. the you know the Sony Venom with yep. um, freaking what's it, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy, and yeah. I'm a, I can't imagine that it'll look like that. You know what I mean? Because that yeah. they did all the sword arms and all that stuff. Yeah. So I feel like I bet the all black is going to be. I'm afraid it's going to be somewhere in between that and the ether, essentially, the, which is going to be yeah. like a smoke more than a physical substance. I think you know what I mean? The black, the all black. It if they do it how it should be done it would be more sleek yeah i don't want it to be tendril tendril not like goo and tendril and yeah. but also not too smoky is what i'm afraid yeah. of where it's like literally just like him being consumed by smoke all the time that he can like physically turn into like a sword or something yeah. you know what i mean yeah exactly i want it to almost be like a like plasma you know it's like mm-hmm. a weird in between of those two liquid liquid something more um Almost like it's being controlled magnetically. You know oh, I mean? that would like, be sick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like that would be so dope. Like, uh, it just moves in like perfect form with itself yeah. all the time. You know what I mean? Any shape it creates is a perfect structure. You know, kind of thing. Like, so um, let's go ahead and talk about this podcast as a whole, mm-hmm. like the future of it going forward. This is definitely ongoing comic book book club. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and cover as much as we can. Different like variations of the medium yeah absolutely but uh, thank you guys for listening and always what what should be our what should our sign off be i will see you then or i will see you on another time <laughs> it's gonna be my <laughs> sign off anytime I see you. bye guys bye, bye.